sins all I need. I worry about people no more because Jesus is all I need. Jesus, my help, let's go.
These are lessons to live by. Challengers, hey, it's me. Take out your phone now and set your alarm because Wednesday is coming. And we have encounter prayer in the garden at 5 a.m. So today, as I share part two of the series, The Awesome Power of Vision, I want us to look at what God tells us to do whenever we need a fresh start. Now, both the Old Testament and the New Testament in the Bible are filled with examples of God giving people a fresh start because God is the God of second chances. He's the God of new beginnings. He's the God of starting over. He's the God of beginning again. He's the God who specializes in giving people fresh starts. Now, when we look at this theme uh, in Scripture, the theme of fresh starts, I particularly like to use the message translation uh, of the Bible because when other translations use the phrase made new, the message always translate that as fresh start. It's the same thing. So let me just show you a few examples. Um, here's the first one, Zechariah 10.6 from the message. God says, I'll save the people of Joseph. I know their pain and I'll make them as good as new. They'll get a fresh start as if nothing ever happened. Why? Because I am their God and I'll do what needs to be done for them. What an incredible promise. Aren't you glad that God knows and cares about all the pain you go through? He felt everything you went through this past year. 
And aren't you glad that no matter what happens in your life, he can make everything as good as new? And aren't you glad that God says, I'll do what needs to be done to give you a fresh start? You almost can't count the number of times in the Bible that God gave his people, Israel, a fresh start after they messed up. Let me show you another example. Hosea 14.5 in the message where God says, I will make a fresh start with Israel. They will burst into bloom like a crocus in the spring. <laughs> after a season of cold and darkness, he says, they're gonna blossom with new beauty like spring flowers. That's what I'm praying for our church. Well, Psalm 145, 14 says this in the message. It says, God gives a hand to those who are down on their luck and he gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. Have you felt like giving up? Have you felt like quitting? You felt like throwing in the towel? Then you picked a good day to worship with Saddleback because that's what we're gonna talk about today. It is always too soon to quit. So what dream has God given you? And when are you gonna get started on it? You say, well, one of these days. One of these days is none of these days. So just for fun, you know what I did? I put these steps in a simple acrostic, S-T-A-R-T. -T. You go, oh, come on, Rick. Yeah, I did. I put them in acrostic start. So let's get started on your fresh start. Now here's the first step. In a new year and a fresh start, the first step is always this, S, stop making excuses for not starting. Stop making excuses for not starting. The people who are good at making excuses are rarely good at anything else. The biggest barrier to my success and your success are my own excuses, your own excuses. You may write that down. The biggest barriers to my success are my own excuses. Now let me show you what God says about four common excuses. You've heard these, you've probably given all four of them. Excuse number one for not starting. I don't have what it takes. I don't have what it takes to go after the dream. Now, here's the answer to your insecurity when you say, I, I don't have what it takes. You're not gonna do this by yourself. God says, I'm going to be with you. And if I'm with you, that means you can rely on my power, you can rely on my presence, you can rely on my promises, you can rely on my protection. There's nothing to worry about. One plus God is a majority. Now, let me give you a second common excuse that a lot of people use for not taking a fresh start, and it's this. I have failed in the past. Yeah, well, welcome to the human race. Everybody's failed. You, you are a product, listen to me, you are a product of your past, but you're not a prisoner of your past. You're a product, you're shaped by your past, but you're not a prisoner of your past. You have a choice. You're not a victim unless you choose to be. Now here's the third common excuse for not starting right now on, on your dream. There are things I can't control. Well, duh. Of course there are things you can't control. In fact, most of the things in life are beyond your control. You can't control the weather, you can't control the economy, you can't control other people, you can't control how long this pandemic will last and a million other factors. And what's worse, and I really hate to tell you this, but you'll never be able to control them. So what do you do? 
What do you do? You control the controllables and trust God for the rest. Control the controllables and trust God for the rest. I've told you that before. So what can you control? You can control your attitudes. You can control your reactions. You can control how much you choose to trust God. That's your choice. These are things that are your choice. And here's a fourth common excuse for not starting now, not doing something now, even though you can't do everything. I don't know what the future holds. <laughs> well, of course you don't. Again, you're right, but you're never gonna know what the future holds. And Ecclesiastes 11.4 says this, New Living Translation, if you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. So, so the first thing you do, if you want a fresh start in a new year, you stop making excuses for not starting. Now the next word is T, take stock of what I have. Take stock of what I have. That's the second step in being, uh, 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 moving ahead and getting a fresh start. Take stock in what I, what I, what I mean is you list and you evaluate what you've got to work with. Do a personal inventory. So how do I do that? Well, let me give you three questions. Okay, you might write these down. Three questions to ask yourself in making a fresh start this year, in taking stock by doing a personal inventory. Okay, here's the three questions, write these down. Number one, what are my assets? What are my assets? Now you look at your own God-given shape, we talk about that in class 301, your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your personality, your experiences. You look at your physical assets, your educational assets, your financial assets, and of course, remember your spiritual assets as a child of God. So you ask, what are my assets? Number two, ask, what have I learned? Go back over, what have you learned from this last year? So, what are my assets? What have I learned? Here's a third question to ask in, in uh, taking stock. Who could help me? Who else could, could help me in my fresh start? Proverbs 15, 22, get all the advice you can and you'll succeed. Without it, you're gonna fail. One of the most common reasons people fail to reach their dream is ego, arrogance, pride, hubris. They're too proud to ask for advice. They think, I can figure this out by myself. I got a dream, I'll figure it out by myself. The Bible says pride leads to destruction. It also says that God gives grace to the humble. Why? Because the humble are teachable. You're never gonna get anywhere. You're never gonna have a fresh start if you act like you've already arrived. So I wanna encourage you, you might this year recruit a personal brain trust of advisors to help you with your dream, okay? Stop making excuses, take stock of your life. Number three, the A in start, is act in faith. Then you will truly be successful. And we know all things work together for the good. Work together. The good. Work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Work together. The good to those who love God. Those who are called Meditate on day and According to Be his purpose, to purpose. It's his purpose Ooh. Not
together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. To those who love God. Keep us word on your lips. To those who are called. It's day 42 of our 90-day challenge, and the topic for today is fresh start. Hosea, the second chapter, the 14th through the 15th verse. And now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start all over again. I'm taking her back out into the wilderness where we had our first date, and I'll court her. I'll give her bouquets of roses. I'll turn Heartbreak Valley into acres of hope. She'll respond like she did as a young girl, those days when she was fresh out of Egypt. It's day 42 of our 90 day challenge and a little bit about me. I am raised in Pentecostal flavor. That means I read the KJV and any other translation is not of God. But every once in a while, to keep myself a little bit lower than the angels, I will read the message Bible so that you all can get something as well. <laughs> and this is what Hosea says in the message, chapter 2, verse 14. And now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start all over again. I'm taking her back into the wilderness where we had our first date and I'll court her. I'll give her bouquets of roses. I'll turn Heartbreak Valley into acres of hope. She'll respond like she did as a young girl those days when she was fresh out of Egypt. And as I read that today, I heard these words, fresh start. Your purpose needs a fresh start. Your calling needs a fresh start. Your assignment needs a fresh start. Your destiny needs a refreshing. You don't need to quit. You may just need a vacation. Sometimes the business and the busyness of business can block the joy of purpose. But in those moments, take yourself to the park and remember why you did it. In those moments, have a little talk with Jesus and go back to the first fruits of your purpose and find the journals you wrote in, find the songs you penned, find any level of inspiration that will renew the vows after the labor and the hard work get you tired. Today, I want to pronounce over you that God is going to allow you to get joy back in the stuff that drains you. God will give you a refreshing spring so that you can actually have a perspectival shift as relates to purpose. Today, take a pause and be willing to be refreshed. I've told you before that God is not moved by our complaints, but he is moved by our faith. And in Matthew 9, 29, it says, according to your faith, it will be done to you. So you say, okay, Rick, um, how, how do I know if I'm acting in faith? You know you're acting in faith when you attempt to do something that you know you couldn't do in your own power. You know you're acting in faith when you're attempting to do something that scares you. It will scare you. It will force you to rely on God. Now, maybe you've never realized that goal setting is actually an act of faith. When you set a goal, it's saying, God, 
with your help, I'm expecting to accomplish this specific task by this specific date. And that kind of goal is a statement of faith. And God honors faith. Most people never set goals for their life. Less than 1% of people set goals for their life. Why? Because of the fear of failure and a lack of faith. That's the reason most people never set any goals for their life. Now, you may ask, okay, uh, how can I set goals when I don't know how long this pandemic is going to last? It's a legitimate question. How can I set goals for this new year when I don't know how long the pandemic is going to last? Well, you can do two things. First, you can do what's called scenario goal setting. Scenario goal setting and scenario planning means that you set up multiple goals and plans depending on what scenario happens. And it's like, okay, uh, I will do this and I will, uh, by this date, if this happens. But on the other hand, I will do that by that date if that happens. That's called scenario planning. You can do that. You can have different scenarios. If this happens, I'll do this. And if that happens, I'll do that. That's scenario goal setting. Proverbs 16.9 says this, we should make our plans counting on God to direct us. That's in the Living Bible. So that's one of the ways you can do it, not knowing when the pandemic's gonna end. Second, you can focus, listen, on character goals rather than activity goals. Yeah, you can focus on activity goals if you know the future, you don't. But you can focus on character goals anytime. In other words, you, you can set goals on what you wanna be what you want to be goals instead of what you want to do goals. You can ask yourself right now, what kind of person do I want to be by the end of this year? H how do you want to be different? How do you want to be more like Christ? What weakness is it that you want to work on in your life? You've got complete control over that. It doesn't matter how long the pandemic lasts. What kind of character do you want to have? What are your character goals? And by the way, God is more interested in what you become than what you do. God is far more interested in your character than in your conduct. Why? Because you're not taking your career to heaven, but you are taking your character. Hebrews 11:6 says this, without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's why the third step in a fresh start is you have to act in faith. My question to you is this, what faith goals for this next year will you set this next week? That's your homework. What faith goals will I set for this next year, this next week? Now we go to the fourth biblical step to a fresh start. That's the R in start, and it's this, refocus my mind. If I want a fresh start in life, I have to do the first three things, and then I have to refocus my mind. If you want to change your life, you got to change the way you think first. Changing your thoughts is the key to a fresh start in any area, in a hobby, in a career, in a relationship, in a marriage, in parenting. Uh, changing your thought is the key to a fresh start in any area. Let me show you some verses. Ephesians 4.23 in the Amplified says this, be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's changing your mind. 
Change the way you think. Be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental attitude and a fresh spiritual attitude. So what is a renewed mind? A renewed mind means you have fresh thoughts and you have fresh attitudes. Frankly, some of your attitudes suck, so do mine. Some of your thoughts are wrong, so do mine. So how do I refocus my mind? Well, sorry, but that's an entire seminar. Uh, but let me give you a couple tips, write these down. Listen more to God's word than the world. That's one of the ways you renew your mind. Listen more to God's word than the world. Psalm 1, 1 to 3 says this, happy are those who are always meditating on God's word. They're like trees along the river that do not dry up. They succeed in everything they do. Would you like that to be true of your life this next year? Meditate on God's word every day. Think about God's word. And then here's a second tip. Think about what I think about. <laughs> you say, what do you mean by that? Think about what I think about. I'm saying, when you think about what you think about, you don't automatically thought, accept every thought you have. You challenge them. When you have a thought, you challenge it. You, you think about what you're thinking about and go, do I wanna think about this? You say, do I want this thought? You say, when you have a thought, you ask yourself first, is this really true? I can't tell you how much that question will change your life. When you get a thought, you need to ask yourself, is this really true? Well, I am so this and that and that. You're playing old tapes. If you'll just ask the question, is this really true? It'll change your life. Is this helpful? That's another question to ask. Is this helpful? Is it true? Is it helpful? Do I want this thought? In other words, how does it make me feel? And do I want to feel that way? All your feelings are caused by thoughts. And if you don't like the way you feel, change the way you think. And if you don't like the thing you're thinking, well then just replace it with a different thought. Let me tell you a little secret about your mind. You don't have to believe every thought you have. That's a choice because not every thought you have is true. Proverbs 4.23 says this, be careful how you think because your life is shaped by your thoughts. And finally, we come to the last step, the T in start, trust, okay, write this down, trust that God knows what he's doing. That's the fifth step to a fresh start in life and a fresh start in a new year. Trust that God knows what he's doing. You don't know what he's doing, but you can trust that God knows what he's doing. He's a good God. I, I wanna close with a principle and a promise. Here, here's the background of the principle. Uh, one day God told a prophet named Jeremiah, you thought Jeremiah was a bullfrog, but actually he was a prophet. One day God told a prophet named Jeremiah to go to a potter's house and watch that potter making clay pots on, on a pottery table, you know, one of those turntables. And God says, I want you to go to this potter's house and watch what's going on and I will give you a message there. So Jeremiah uh, did that. And he goes and finds the potter's house and sure enough, the guy's sitting at his potter's wheel and it's turning and he's taking a lump of clay and he's molding it, fixing it. And then he noticed something. 
And this is in Jeremiah 18, verse 4. Jeremiah 18, 4 says this. When the clay pot that the potter was forming on the wheel didn't turn out the way he intended, he simply started over using the same clay to make a new pot. Jeremiah notices three things. Sometimes things don't turn out the way you intended. That's true. Number two, when that happens, the potter just starts all over again. Number three, but he uses the same clay. He doesn't throw it out. He just takes the same clay that he tried to make something and didn't work out the way he intended. He takes that same clay and reshapes it. And after Jeremiah saw this object lesson, God explained it in Jeremiah 18, verse 5 and 6. Then God said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, cannot I do the same with you as the potter does? Just as the potter works the clay in his hand, so you are in my hand, and I am working on you. That's both the principle and the promise. Now, I don't know, but this last year or even before that, you may have really made a mess of your life. And it may have been marred. It was marred by the decisions of others and the actions of others, or it had marred, been marred by your own decisions and actions. And it, your, your, your pot, who you are, is scarred from poor decisions that you made and things that were done to you. And as a result, your life has not intent, turned out as you intended. But you're not the potter. God's the potter. You're the clay. And just like the potter, God doesn't throw out original clay that's been misshapen by circumstances. Scarred, misshapen, didn't turn out the way he intended. God doesn't waste all of the pain that you've been through. No. And he doesn't throw out the unique personality and the essence of you that he gave you, the clay, the stuff that made you, that he made you with. No. Instead, he takes every part of you, all of you, and includes the good and the bad and the ugly, all that in the clay, and everything you've experienced up in life up to this point. You know what it does? He puts it in his gentle but strong hands. And once you're in his hands, God starts over, fresh start, on shaping your life. And he begins to work on you lovingly but firmly, like a potter. I said it at the start and I'll say it at the end. God specializes in new beginnings and fresh starts and you can have one today if you begin taking these steps. How do you get started? Well, you can start with the prayer that King David prayed. Psalm 51 verse 10 in the message says this, God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos in my life. I love that. God, make a fresh start in me. Will you pray that today? Shape a Genesis week from the chaos in my life. You know, earlier I said it's always too soon to quit, but I also want to say it's never too late to start over. 
It's never too late. If your heart's still pumping, it's never too late. Start over.
just to make you feel 